0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad y'all made it tonight. Um, for you seniors that are here, I know you've had a long day of celebration. Uh, it has been cool. Some of y'all went this morning and then we had backlore hit and now you're here and I am with you on the tire train. But I'm glad you're here. Uh, man, I love how our high school we can and just enjoy having fun. And like that this is becoming a place where we can rest. And I think that is really cool. And I commend you all for, for continually coming in and being willing to let down um, your guard a little bit, to get out of your comfort zone, uh, to hang out with one another, to meet people you don't know. I think that is awesome. I, I just encourage you to continue to do that um, because I believe that we are students, that you are a group that can do and the Lord can use you to do uh, things far beyond what you imagine. So it's really cool. I have the, the privilege and the opportunity of introducing three of our seniors to you um, tonight who are going to come and just share um, quickly uh, a little bit of what they have learned about high school, but also about the Lord in their journey through high school. And so I just encourage you to give them your attention um, to to obviously be respectful i mean but just to listen because each of them we sat at a table at at jason's deli and i said all right what what is on your heart to share and each of them had three different things but they all go together so well and and even in a very um a very good order and that was unplanned and it was unknown but the lord has a plan far beyond what we see or understand and so um i just in in encourage you to really, really pay attention, really to lean into what they're saying tonight. And so first, and I'm just going to ask you to give it up for our first senior, Chase Stanley. (laughs) Chase, do you have your own mic or do you need this one? Oh, look at Chase. He's like a pro he's got it in his back pocket. All right.
1: All you, bud. So how's everyone doing? Good. All right. So, um, I'm going first, obviously, Um, but I'm going to, my overall topic is kind of trusting God and stepping out of your comfort zone to plant seeds, Um, but I'm going to tell you a little about me first. Uh, Like Caleb said, my name is Chase Stanley. Um, I'm a senior at Hickory this year, so uh, graduating in like five days. Uh, I'll be a Hokie next year, so go Hokies. Anyone a Hokie fan? Wow, that's not many people. All right. No, but uh, throughout high school, I played volleyball. Uh, I played lacrosse, uh, did SCA in class office. Um, I went to River Oak since I was born, pretty much. I accepted Jesus around seven um, when I was in Caraway Street. I don't know if any of you remember that with all the puppets and stuff. It's kind of creepy. But when I was growing up, I was a shy kid. Even now, I still am. I'm probably, like, freaking out here, so sorry. Um, But this past summer, I... um, I really stepped out of my comfort zone when I went to Lesotho, Africa. Um, I went with a team from the church, about 14 of us, I think, and we went on a 16-hour plane ride to Lesotho. And that was the first time I had ever been out of the country, pretty much ever been on a plane, left my parents, shared the gospel like that. Um, And while there, I volunteered to talk about the two kingdoms. And most of you probably don't know, but two kingdoms was kind of like a summary of the gospel that they gave us in order to give it to the Basoto people. Um, it was tailored to them and their culture. So it went through like, how Jesus died for us and was resurrected and died for our sins and about the kingdom of light, kingdom of darkness. And I volunteered to tell that in front of like 100 Basoto people. And while doing that, I did great, except that I forgot to resurrect Jesus. So I'm pretty sure some of them still think Jesus is dead but he's not, so it's fine, but even in the midst of that, even though I messed up, I screwed up, Jesus still used me to reach people, that week we had about mm, 30 to 50 people baptized, in like the back of a trailer boat, and then over 50 people came to know Jesus, It, it was absolutely amazing, if you ever had the opportunity to go on a mission trip like that, absolutely do it, But it just shows that the Lord uses those who are willing. You might not have the strength. You might not have the resources. You might not think that you don't have it. But the Lord will provide for you. He'll give it to you. And that's something I had to learn through that. And my parents kept telling me this verse over and over again. And that was where I really saw it. And it's Joshua 1, 9. It says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The Lord's going to provide you those resources that you need to step out of your comfort zone to get out to meet new people. And I know staying in your comfort zone is not something I just deal with. We, we all at times want to stay in our little safety bubble where we feel comfortable and where we don't want to step out. I mean, we've all seen a kid that we know we should talk to and we just turn our back and walk away. And some of you are probably sitting here like, I'm outgoing. Why do I need to step out of my comfort zone more? What more can I do? Stepping out of your comfort zone is not only a way that makes you more confident in yourself, and you're going to have to use it in the real world when you talk to people, whether it be looking at colleges, getting a job. But the main reason to push your boundaries is to reach and meet new people, to form those relationships with these people in order so you can plant a seed in them. We, so in order to step out of our comfort zone, we need to look for opportunities, whether it be joining that new club in high school that you've never thought about, trying out for a sport that you really want to try out for but don't think you're good enough, or just sitting down next to the kid that you see all alone in the lunch table, and that's hard to do. It really is. And in the book of Matthew, it tells us that we need to go out and make disciples of all nations. And when so when we step out of our comfort zone, it's likely that we meet new people and we expand our horizons, and we meet those people that don't know Jesus. And when we meet them, it gives us the opportunity to plant a seed in them. And Luke 8 says, basically, that the seed is the word of God. So when we're meeting these people, we're planting the word of God in them. We're showing them the light. We're showing who Jesus is and the love of Jesus. And they might reject it. They might not accept it. They might, who knows what they could do. They could throw a tomato at you. I I don't know they want to do that. Anyways, God's gonna do the rest. He's gonna take it. You just need to plant the seed. And so I know I had a that happened to me this year. I I had these best friends for who knows how long, like five years, and we kind of just drifted apart. And I'm not an outgoing kid. I'm like I said, I'm shy. I tend, I didn't go to like the football games in ninth grade, whatever. But I decided to take SCA. Um, best decision, and that's our student government. And that was out of my comfort zone because all those people were outgoing. They were, I don't know, they just weren't me. But I decided to take it, and that was one of the best decisions. And I met a lot of new people through that, and I became friends with a lot of new people. But through that, I learned many of them aren't Christians. Many of them are doing things they shouldn't do, things that just aren't right, that we know aren't right. But through that, I'm like, why is God putting me in this situation with these people? But through that, you learn that God puts you with certain people at certain times because whether it's for them to help you or you to help them, you can help them and lead them by example and plant the seed in them and show them the light of God, be their example. Planting a seed doesn't just have to be verbal where you're talking to them and saying, hey, you need Jesus. It can be showing them by example that, hey, you're, maybe you're not doing that the right way Try it this way. Oops. <laughs> and so, just to sum it all up, we have two ways of living. We can live in fear, where we're shying away from God, what God has planned for us. We're not trusting in God. We're saying, "No, I'm going to stay in my safety zone. I'm not going to live my life to the fullest." Or we can step out of our comfort zone. We can trust in the Lord and what he has planned for us, we can let him use us to plant seeds in people so that we can have new brothers and sisters in Christ, which is the whole point. And yeah, that's going to seem harder at times. Trust me, it is way harder, but it's going to be much more rewarding in the end. So I encourage each and every one of you, whether it be tomorrow or whether it be in a couple of days, take the chance and step out of your comfort zone. Just trust the Lord in everything you do. And in doing so, spread the gospel, whether it be verbally, whether it be leading by example, just show, show them the light of God that through you, that uh, that God's love, so that we can rejoice with new Christians. Sometimes doing the unexpected can surprise you, but don't let the fear hold you back, but make the most of the time you have, because trust me, it goes by way too quickly. So yeah, pretty much what I've got.
0: such a powerful word. You're welcome. Oh, nice. Um, Such a powerful word. I love how it's it's a guy who says, I'm shy, and it's hard to step out of my comfort zone, yet he's up on stage, stepping out of his comfort zone, not for his own glory, not because he even wanted to, but for your sake. You say, man, here's the road that that you can take that, that my, me and my natural state wants to take, which is a road of shyness, which is a road of not talking to anyone, but, but really God uses us in mighty ways and surprises us how he uses us when we decide, and I'm going to trust you. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to, I'm going to seek to know and to reach people. So I just encourage you in that, that you'd hear what Chase had to say, that you'd take that to heart. All right, so if you give it up for our next speaker, it's our very own drummer, Zach Melendez.
2: What's up, guys? How's everyone doing? Good. Good? That's good to hear. So my name is Zach, and I, I go to Hickory. Uh, and next year, I'm attending community college in Fort Lauderdale for two years, and then I'm planning on transferring out to a four-year university. Um, I've been coming to River Oak, about four years now, and it's been so amazing to see what God has done through this church and through me. Uh, Tonight, I just want to talk about some things I've experienced throughout my time in high school, which is friendships and overcoming temptation. So I think a lot of us struggle with uh, temptation and friendships throughout high school. I know for me, when I started coming here, or when I moved here in eighth grade, I struggled with that. That I was kind of like willing to do anything to like make friends. So, back when I was in eighth grade, um, there was this kid that lived right across the street from me. And he was a cool kid, uh, but he got me in a lot of trouble. And one day, you know, we're kind of on the bus, hanging out, and he brings a tomato on the bus. And so, he thought it would be a good idea if we hit a car with it out of the bus. And so, we had some practice shots. We brought a ball of lettuce. Some onions, some, like one of those little cartons of milks. School. And if you ever seen Napoleon Dynamite, you know how he gets a toy, ties it to a string, throws it out the window. We did that, but with like a 20 foot long Spider Man. And it hit a car. So that was bad. And then, so the day he brought the tomato was like all soggy and stuff, so if you dropped it, it was done. So we were going through our neighborhood, and the shot couldn't have been more perfect. It like landed directly on this car. It was like a white van, and I thought it was was empty, but the driver was like on the other side of the car, and I threw the tomato out, and everyone was laughing, and then all I see is a white van following the bus, and so the guy gets out. He bangs on the bus. It's the scariest moment of my life. My stomach, like, I couldn't even feel my stomach anymore. It was just bad, and I tried blaming it on the kid, like, right across the sea from me on the bus. I was like, you better stand up, dude, and... Yeah, I got 15 days of bus suspension, but I never rode the bus after that. Like, I was just done with the bus. Uh, so basically where I'm going heading with this is that, you know, we all have weaknesses and vulnerabilities, and you should get to know yours, yours by getting to know what you, uh, or getting to know yourself by what, knowing what yours is. So these are three tips to over, help us overcome temptation. So now recognize when you're tempted the most, whether it's with your friends, girlfriend, boyfriend, or even by yourself. Uh, you know, if you if you know you're gonna be tempted, uh, the most when you're around certain people you know, try and make an effort to stray, stray away from those people instead you know, find the right friends, invest in the people around you that are you know, seeking Jesus just like you are uh, the second tip that I have for you is having an accountability partner so what exactly is, a, uh, what exactly is an accountability partner it's someone that, that you can share your struggles with you know. it's someone that not only is going to be there for you when you're down but it's also going to help you bring, it, bring you back up as well it's someone that's going to rely on, uh, someone that you can rely on to help you grow your walk with God. And being an accountability partner means that you're going to take the time to pray for each other. Uh, you're going to be able to talk about the hard things, sometimes even things that you don't even know you're struggle with until you say them out loud. And you're going to be able to commit to pushing each other to be, to be the best Christians that you can be. Uh, the last tip that I have for you is that, you know, think ahead so that you won't get caught off guard. When I threw that tomato out of the window, I wasn't really thinking. Just thought it'd be funny. So think before you do, think about uh, whether that decision is going to benefit you later in life. Um, and so in closing, I think we are more vulnerable to giving into temptation when we are anxious, stressed out, tired, lonely, angry, or hurting over some life experience. Knowing that helps us to cry out to God even, uh, and to friends sooner than later. Uh, we're all human. Even Jesus cried out to his father and asked for praise from others. Uh, Since coming to know Christ, I am sure that you have already broken a promise you made to God and yourself about something in your life. We still allow temptation to lead us to sin. Uh, I recommend to not let these sins build up, but confess them to God and recognize the awesome wonder of Christ dying for them and for you. Um, Remember this verse, Romans 8, 38-39. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love, from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Thank you, guys.
0: Man, some helpful tips, some helpful tips. I'm just going to reiterate what he said. He said, man, there's three, three things that are really helpful to dealing with temptation. And in high school, me um, having been in your shoes at one time in my life, I know the temptations that are there. I know how quickly they can pile up, how quickly you can be in a tomato out the bus window circumstance where you realize, oh, snap, that dude's getting on the bus. He said, man, the three things is recognize your weakness. Recognize where you're weak. Recognize when temptation hits you the hardest, whether that's late at night, whether that's early in the morning, whether it's with that friend or with that friend, whether it's when you're alone or with someone. Recognize. Begin to think, man, here's where temptation really hits me. Here's where it really happens. He says, second, get an accountability partner. That is someone I want you to know, even myself, I have guys that I can lean on and say, man, here's where I'm struggling. How are you doing? What can we be praying about? Find someone of the same gender. Like that ain't your girl, dudes and girls, that ain't your dude. That's going to be your accountability partner. It's the same gender of someone who's pursuing Jesus like you. You say, man, hey, here's what I'm struggling with. Can you be there to keep me accountable? Can you be there to smack me when I'm doing the stupid stuff? He says, and then secondly, look ahead. Think about the circumstances. The biggest issue with temptation, I want you to hear this real quick. The biggest lie to temptation is one, you won't get caught, and two, the circumstances aren't that bad. But if we took for one second a look at what does this look like next week, or in two weeks, or in a month, I guarantee we'd rethink a lot of the decisions we had previously made. So I encourage you in that. Where are you weakest? Where's your accountability partner? And look ahead. Cool. So helpful. Lastly, lastly, our last speaker of the night, if you will give it up for Miss Mariah Todd.
3: Okay. Hi, y'all. So my name is Mariah Todd, like you said, um, and I go to Grassfield High School. Um, Throughout high school, I have played both volleyball and tennis all four years, um, which I love to do. Um, And this fall, I will be attending Liberty University, so go Flames, where's Nolan? Um, And I will be studying business administration, Um, but originally, I'm actually from Texas, and um, my family and I, we lived in a small town, it was called Tyler, Texas, Um, and while we lived there, we, we lived there for almost eight years, and we were involved in both the community, the school, the church, everything. Um, But we went to a small private school. It was called Grace Community School. And when my sister and I went there, it was like everybody knew everybody. It was, we were all family. My parents were friends with all the other parents. And then towards the end of my sixth grade year, my dad found out that he actually lost his job. And I remember thinking, okay, like that's okay. You know, my dad, once he starts his job search, he's going to be able to find another job here in Tyler. But he started the job search and it was like nothing was happening. It was like doors just kept getting closed and nothing was coming up. Um, so when this happened, I just like, I remember crying out to God saying, you know, why is this happening? Why can't we just stay in Texas, you know, like this is, we know everyone here. And I think the biggest thing for me during this time was the fear of the unknown and losing all of my friends that I had known for so long. And during this time, I was in sixth grade and didn't lean on God immediately and was questioning God's will and wanting him to do something else for me. And this can even relate if you didn't get into your dream college, and you had applied to all these colleges, but God just kept closing doors, and you ended up going maybe to your, your second college of your choice. But God had that happen for a reason, and he opened that door to that college because you're going to meet somebody and transform their life there maybe. Um, but God... During this time, he had more for us. He was doing more under the surface. And in Ephesians 3.20, God promised us that. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And in this verse, it's talking about how he has a better plan than us. Even when things aren't working out the way we want them to, we have to trust that his plan is immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And so... Throughout all of these circumstances, I have learned to trust God's plan over my own and that he does have a plan for us. And sometimes we almost get stuck in our daily lives and we get stuck with blinders on the side of our eyes and we neglect to see the bigger picture in store for us. And we become so focused on our agenda and we forget that God has a greater plan for us. And I remember my sister, she showed me this illustration the other day and it was a picture of a girl who's probably seven or eight years old and she's holding and clinging on to this teddy bear and she's standing here and God's on the other side and he has his hand reached out and the girl says, but God, I love it. And little does she know that behind God's back is a big teddy bear that's three to four times the size of her teddy bear. And the little girl in this picture, she wants to hold on to what she has and what she loves, but she needs to trust God because he has something bigger and greater in store for her. And a quote that I love from Francis Chan it says, He is infinite and we are finite. There will always be more of his character to discover, more of his love to experience, and more of his power to use for his purpose. And from scripture, we know that God is trustworthy. He loves you specifically. He is omniscient, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, and works all things for the good of those who love him, which is in Romans eight twenty eight. And he is a kind and he is a good father. And really what this boils down to for you is that you must trust God's plan over your own and trust that God does have a plan for you and that he is who he says he is and that you are who he says you are. And if we can just imagine for a second, Imagine that everyone in this world trusted God and truly believed all the things that God says who he is and how life would be so different for all of us. It would eliminate all the stress that we have when we're leaning on God in our lives. And something I heard that um, someone once told me was that the teacher is always quiet during the test. in this case, the teacher is Jesus. And even when you're going through your hardships and you think you're beaten down and you've dug yourself a hole that you can't get out of, even though you might feel like God isn't there to lean on, he is always there holding your hand, walking beside you, right beside you, right there for, he's gonna pick you up when you're down. And so I just wanna close by saying that, you know, always lean on God during times of need. Go to the scripture, dig into his word. You know, we have the Bible for a reason and we need to go to that and read his word and pray and really focus on leaning on him during our times of need. Thank y'all.
0: And thank you so much. So, so cool. I don't know if you see how that's kind of lined out. Uh, Chase comes up and he says, man, I, I just challenge you to get out of your comfort zone. He said, the biggest blessing for me in high school is I got out of my comfort zone. Zach's saying, hey, and I, I challenge you to, to really, when you get out of your comfort zone, be ready for temptation. Temptation will happen and it will come. So, so be prepared for that. Be prepared to handle that well. And, and, and Mariah's testimony of like, hey, just, just trust also in God's plan." That as, as we get out of our comfort zone, as we, as we prepare and, and protect ourselves against temptation, that God has a plan for you and may move you in places and, and may do things in you or, or bring people into your life or out of your life that you don't understand why he's doing that. But just understand that he has a plan. He hasn't left you. He hasn't, he hasn't abandoned you. And how amazing is our God? I, I encourage you that you would hold to that. You would take that um, and you wouldn't leave it here in this place tonight you'd walk out of here understanding, man, these are students who said, here's what I went through and here's what I encourage you um, to do in your time.